Welcome, Blockchain Boys. Yeah, man. Thanks for having us, man. Yeah, dude, for sure. Tell uh, people who aren't familiar with you, tell us what you do. We do a lot, but uh, if you ever heard of crypto, you know, we, we delve in that industry a bit. We have a media company called Kryptonite, which is more than a media company, but that's what most people know it as. And this is our CEO, Michael Sessa. We're business partners and co-founders. Michael yeah, Sessa. You, you introduced yourself to me earlier as what? Just Sessa? Just Sessa. That's just, normally you what go I by go Sessa. by. Sessa. All right, yep. cool. Team calls me Sessa. Friends call me Sessa. And uh, probably because where I grew up in New York was like a like just basically an Italian neighborhood. Everybody's name was either Michael or Anthony. <laughs> and that's Anthony's my middle name. So you just everybody went by their last name and it kind of just stuck. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, I like your TikTok. I like your uh, you got some funny stuff on there. What what do you guys do? You guys just like teach people about crypto and NFTs and stuff. You know, there's multiple creators under our you know company, and for me personally, my focus is more no BS crypto because the crypto industry is fundamentally built on bullshit. A lot of it is, and so I think that trying to bring people down back to reality, showing them what is real and what's not is important, and I hope that my content fills a role, with, which is not only educational, uh, but fun as well. So I think, you know, trying to connect with the people who are into crypto, which is also young people who are on TikTok. I was never a TikToker. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Until I was sitting at a Cajun seafood restaurant, and my buddy Michael Wang was like, hey, man, you got to get this app. I'm like, weren't they going to ban that? I thought that was a good thing. I saw all those dancing, you know, garbage like that. But, no, there's actually a vibrant crypto scene on TikTok. Really? Yeah. It's seen amazing growth over the last 12 months, ever since the GameStop stuff. I mean, sure, we've had our moments of, you know, okay, why are we pumping this garbage meme coin? does nothing Mm -hmm. but it's gotten so many people into crypto i think it's been a genuine asset to the space how did you get into crypto the year was 2017 and uh i you know my mom told me about crypto i was Hmm. 16 years old i'm 20 now so i've been in here for about almost five years give or take and my mom was like hey there's this thing called bitcoin and i was always a tech guy built my first computer freshman year uh, programming, that kind of stuff. Not so much now, but it was just, you know, I, would, I dabbled and I liked investing. I've always been sort of an entrepreneur. And so, you know, I looked at Bitcoin, it was like $1,000, a little bit under. 
the next week it was like two grand. And I said to myself, holy shit, I gotta get on this. I had no idea what any of it was, you know, digital gold. Okay. What does that mean? So I hopped right in the space and that led to a passion both on a professional level and a personal level that has persisted to this day. Hmm. How did you guys meet? (laughs) So circa around 2017, 2016, I was working on this startup. I just left the, uh, the financial industry. I was with, uh, Merrill Lynch for a few years and, um, I met my former, one of my former business partners, uh, and, and we were working on this project. Essentially, it was a DAO. It was it was a lot like a DAO in the metaverse, but it was in 2017. Nobody even knew what metaverse was back then. So um, <laughs> raising funds in traditional capital was was hard enough to get it off the ground. And uh, I remember we're we're out at this convention, actually in Tampa, and we bumped into each other. What was it? it was like. Uh, right outside, it was right outside. They had like the Lamborghinis outside. Yeah, this was at the Emil like Arena. Um, what was it called? Synapse Summit. Synapse, yeah. It was and at Synapse in 20... 2018. 2018. Synapse yeah. Summit, Tampa, Florida. And he was working for a guy. Were you like 16 years old? I think I might have been 17 he at was that time. 17 and he was like suited up. <laughs> Poorly fitting suit, I might have. It's suited up. And, uh, and I remember you came up to, you were pitching me. The company that you were working with, it was this, it was this company. I mean, it, look, there's so many like scam artists, even locally. Yeah. And um, and I'm not gonna say that the company was a scam, but <clears throat> the guy he was working for was an asshole. And so it was unfortunate. You know, but but he came up to me, had this amazing sales pitch. It was like one of the best sales pitches I've ever heard. And I could tell he was young. I didn't know how young, and that like blew my mind when I found out. So I'm like. You know what? Come by. We were we were working out a Credo Conduit at the time. I was like, come by Credo Conduit is like co working space, and um, and let's chat some more. And he came through, and and um, I mean the re- the rest was history. I basically was like, all right, leave who you're working with now because they don't even have a contract in place for you, and they're working you like a dog. I was like, so I don't I don't know why you're why you're working for free for them. And we took him in as a as an intern and gave him papers, and then like you know eventually cut equity out of the deal and um unfortunately that never kicked off but then you know wrap up 2020 and and i'm I'm pitching him on kryptonite i'm like hey you, you got some interest in, in going back into the crypto industry and he's like yeah yeah i do i was like i got this idea <laughs> and then kryptonite was born it actually originally started out as a trading bot company and uh and then it just spiraled into a media company fast enough that's what so kryptonite is a media company yeah so we started out literally i wrote a a business plan for this thing and i sent it to one of my now business partners on june 6th of 2020 and it was outlining this whole thing i was like we're gonna build a trading bot and we're gonna market it on tiktok and there wasn't a single crypto tiktok influencer at the time like none so i'm scouring this app i'm like this is like popping off so fast i'm like music artists again the songs out on it i was like this is great so <laughs> i was I, I took like an interim role as a coo at a nonprofit in downtown orlando and then i was like the once i came up with this idea i was like all right we need to we need to kick this off because the crypto markets turn around i saw the writing on the walls so two months later 
you know, me and my, my business partner were conceptualizing things. I called up Lucas and said, I, I got something I think I need you to be a part of. Because I slowly realized this is way too much work for me to become an influencer on TikTok and build an entire company. So I called him up and said, we had grants at the time too. I had, I had these two grants from my other company that I was using to fund oh Kryptonite just to try to get it off the ground. Like and it was, it was, it was so shit because like the gr- one grant would lapse and then people weren't going to get paid for two weeks. And I kind of had that other hard conversation where I was like, guys, like, and listen, if, if you want to be a part of this, cool. If not, I can't afford to pay for the next two weeks. The grant doesn't kick in. So you're going to miss a paycheck. I'm going to miss a paycheck. I'm not getting paid anything either. And, uh, but this I was, called this him was early 2021, the grant stuff, but we had, we had kind of gotten into it at the very end of 2020. No, end of 2020. Right? Yeah. yeah. Cause I called him. I remember the phone call. I was like, listen, how would you like to make crypto content on TikTok? I'll pay you $625 a week. To be fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I said, all you have to do is make content on crypto. <laughs> I wasn't supposed to be the, the influencer or the creator or whatever. No, I, not at all. I was, I've only been biz dev, right? So more, more professional settings. And I wasn't supposed to be on the handling the TikTok. We had a small team built. Uh, you know, I picked it up just to see what the platform was like. And I did this as sort of a side thing, you know, while we were trying to grow the bot, mm-hmm. while we were trying to get the brand down. Um, and long story short, we had picked a few people, uh, a few of my friends, a few people he knew. And we, you know, we had, we had, we had gotten to the point where we had done photo shoots with the people that we thought were the final candidates to be like, we were going to put on a show and, and produced by us. And I just started making videos and slowly like it became more so that I was taking way more precedent than anyone else. And it was completely by accident, which is kind of funny because I never really thought I would be the person in front of a camera or making content. Because mind you, I'm doing this all from my bedroom with no production. (laughs) Um, Like I had an Android phone. Okay. You know, it was camera quality was not great. Let me just... (laughs) Let me just say that. It was rough beginnings. Uh, <laughs> humble beginnings. And we're now officially out of the bedroom as of Monday, uh, Wednesday when my new furniture comes in, you know? So, huh. yeah, there you go. Hell <laughs> yeah. So it's a, <laughs> it's a bot. Good journey. So what, you guys are c- kind of like crypto financial advisors or I don't know. Whoa, what that is. whoa. What's oh, Nick's no. Ixnay on the financial advisor? Definitely no. not financial advisor. But so what do you got? I, don't, I still don't understand. I understand you're a media so, company, but like. So when it started out, we had uh, we had a few different partners involved. One of them was mm-hmm. a, a trading guru, mm-hmm. and the trading guru, um, it, it didn't turn out well the first iteration. We mm-hmm. wound up wasting a good six months, and that was rough because, as I mentioned before, we had grants they were lapsing, and uh, so time was of the essence. There was a ton of time wasted, and I was like, "Shit, we got," you know. I think at the time it was like four four solid employees that we knew we needed to make paychecks for and so luckily lucas's following was growing at the time uh one of our graphics designers that we had on payroll he came through clutch made him a awesome the logo that he has today shout out to nick shout out to nick (laughs) and um, so he actually he designed the current iteration but my initial logo to show you how like little i I gave any effort into that. It was fifteen dollars on Fiverr, and I was like, "Hey, make me something." Because yeah. there was a guy I used to watch did great content, but he stopped posting. So I thought, "Hey, maybe I'll take up 
where he left off mm -hmm. and just fuck around a little bit. But it turned into so much more than that. You can really think of us like a media company and a bot company. The two are quite separated, but we mm -hmm. are under the same name. Media company focused on educational content, community, mm -hmm. and ed you know educating people like what, how not to get yourself boned. Because mm -hmm. uh, yeah. we're not financial advisors. I'll never sit here and tell you, hey, man, go invest in this now. Mm -hmm. Not only is that blatantly illegal because it's financial advice, but... It's also not the thing that I encourage people to do. I like to say, hey, guys, this is interesting. Go do your research about it, okay? Look at, look at the ecosystem behind it. Look at the partners, you know. This is what I'm doing, and you shouldn't do this. And, and this is where I think it could go, right? So it's like it's not necessarily me telling people that, you know, something is about to pop off. It's more about helping them get the tools to do it themselves so they don't need me. Yeah. You know, I want to mm -hmm. be on a beach in, you know, when I'm retired in 20, 30 years, yeah, whatever yeah. it is. And I want them, I want the next person to see my channel and get inspired and do the same thing and help, you know, everyone grow in the space. That's really what I'd like to do personally is just elevate the crypto space to be taken more seriously because like and TikTok, we get made fun of a lot. We get made fun of a lot. There's a lot of creators who are who are only there for personal gain and to make dog shit content and it's frustrating because that's the videos that people see when they see crypto tiktok but there's a vibrant community of people who we're not even affiliated with but we do shows with or have on you know live streams who are really smart in the industry and have helped educate essentially millions if not tens of millions of people in the last 12 months it's yeah. beautiful and i wish that people would give it a chance you know mm, hell yeah because it's all about community, man. How do you guys explain this crypto dip going on right now? Hmm. It's an emerging market, right? So you have the cycles of adoption. Crypto's in the... In well, it's the early, like halved in the last week, right? Yeah. Let's just say my pockets are hurting. But it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Because if you can't handle it at its negative 50%, then you don't deserve the two 300Xs that yeah. come with it, right? Nice. It's very similar to the early internet, right? So we're seeing this technology come out, and there's blatant ripoffs and scams. This is just, it's, it's, it just comes with the territory. Mm -hmm. It's opportunists taking advantage. But there's also really cool shit that's being built that will be affecting the financial industry in 10 to 15 years when this technology is done. Ethereum is still in beta. People don't realize that. Vitalik himself is like, hey, guys, this was adopted too quickly. It's not supposed to be adopted for mainstream use yet like these this technology is very early i mean ethereum gas fees i paid tens of thousands of dollars last year just to move my money it's definitely not ready but we are seeing it get to that point we're seeing major companies adopt this technology slowly but surely and just like a forest fire that burns down everything in sight what comes back will be stronger and it will be you know the the newest greatest thing that we can use in our everyday lives essentially hmm you yeah, got some well gem quotes in there, man. <laughs> it's 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 crazy because like, you know, when they say like we welcome regulation, like we're just waiting for it. You know, I mean because until that time you're gonna have this crazy volatility. But, you know, that's crypto. I mean, it's it's I've had days where I'm up three hundred percent. I've had days where I'm I wanna cry in a corner. <laughs> you know, because my bank account is just or my crypto account, excuse me. Yeah, but you gotta stay well diversified. You got to stay well diversified. I put everything I had into cryptocurrency when I was <laughs> yeah. 16. I mean, bro, yeah. there's a picture that I have that I keep that in 2020 of me. I, I borrowed a dollar from my girlfriend who's moving in with me now. And I, needed, weather, to, that's great. I needed to deposit it into the bank so I didn't overdraft. All my money was in crypto. 
everything. I'm not saying I bought crypto with, with money I received from a grant, but I was I was buying crypto basically at the uh, but you kind of are <laughs> at, at every opportunity, mm-hmm. and I bet literally everything I had. I dropped out of college to pursue a career in tech startups and crypto, and uh, I knew college was not for me. I, I I find it very frustrating because it's very arbitrary, and uh, I couldn't see myself doing that nine to five stuff personally, and I think that. We're going to see a lot more of that in the coming years. And crypto and Web3 is a great space to build in. You don't need a college degree. You can, as long as you have, you know, a reputation, a foundation, useful skills, mm. you can join a DAO. You can build cool things with cool people. And you can be really successful at it. I've met more millionaires who are younger than me than I have who are older than me in, like, on crypto Twitter. Really? Assuming that they're not famous, just people I see in comment sections who are like 18 or 19 who've like... These are people who have bought it when like it was super cheap and they just, they've held on to it ever since. Specifically or, NFT Twitter. Yeah, NFTs or got into the well, NFT People become millionaires in like the last that. 10 months with NFTs. It's crazy. Yeah. Okay, I'm not going to lie. I fumbled the bag. I looked at the board apes. Art was <laughs> fucking ugly. I was like, the, they are literally so ugly. I don't dumb. want them. They're dumb. And I was going to buy 10 of them because someone had told me to. And I was like, ah, these things look really gross. I still don't do this. I don't buy NFTs that I don't like the art of. I don't care who they are. I don't care who's doing them. Mm-hmm. If it's not at least watchable, I'm not putting a board ape on my on my screen or on a, on a chain. I'm sorry. Yeah. I love uh, that cube one that you post on your Twitter. The cube, the 3D cube with like the ghouls and goblins inside of it. Yeah, I just retweeted that actually. They yeah, were yeah. in my they were in my comments. No idea what that project is, but they seem cool. They interact with my posts, so I showed them some love. There's a lot of underrated NFT artists. A guy named Sergey out of Miami, really fantastic artist. Uh, I first saw his art in 2018. He does crypto art and he does this. He's a do what you love kind of thing uh, going on. And so I purchased a bunch of his NFTs. No resale value. I spent tens of thousands probably on on his NFTs. But I bought them because I liked them, and that's what I do with NFTs personally. Uh, or they have to have really good utility. So I buy them and flip them. That's it. Buy them and flip them. Yep, buy them and flip them. What were those called? Uh, no how attachment. Your, um, how long no is it? How, there's people. There's I have people. one that I'm attached to. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. One. Just one. What were those ones? The Apollons? How are your Apollons doing? <laughs> this is the problem like with the NFT space. $90. mistake. $8,000. Pudgy that. Penguins was the best flip I ever had. Which was? Pudgy Penguins. Pudgy Penguins. <laughs> I bought one. I, I bought a few, but I bought one for $6,000. It was like two oh. Ethereum at the time. And it. I knew it was rare. He was He was looking at it. I was like, ooh, this is a rare one. You should definitely get this. I was like, yep. all right. I, it, I had to convince it. him, too. He had to convince me. I was like, I'm, I'm going to spend six grand on a fucking penguin. I was like, are you kidding me? And... <laughs> He's like, bro, do it. This is this is probably a great move. I said, all right, fine, fuck it. And uh, yeah, it sold two weeks later for eighty thousand dollars. Wow! Wow! Cha ching! Cha ching! damn! That's fucking incredible. I'm calling him, screaming. I'm like, I love you so much. I'll invest in anything you ever tell me. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was ever. Like, this, yeah, I was Forever. Like, this is great. This wow. is great. Fuck. Yeah. That's awesome. Congratulations. Are the pudgy man. penguins? Yeah, congratulations. That's Thanks. huge. Ooh. Are the pudgy penguins still about valuable? Yeah. Uh, funny okay. story with that. You know, I'd like to make it known as an example of what happens in this space. The founders, uh, which, you know, we never did any sponsored work. People always think that because, like, we yeah. really just love the penguins. We mm-hmm. talked about them. They uh, were they, cute. They were already blowing up. Like, we, 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 we got them 
views, yeah. But they were already they were up 10x when I bought them. Hmm. They were up, you know, they were up 2x when he bought them. Nice. And so <laughs> they were still going, but the founders basically I don't want to say rugged, but they basically did another mint of miniature penguins, took the Ethereum, and basically said, all right, guys, see you later. Thanks for the bag. Mm. Um, Talk so, to you later. Yeah, I sold mine way below floor for half an ETH. You know, this was my NFT profile picture on Twitter, and I've always rocked with the penguins. Community's great. Founders left them dead and hanging. That's the problem. Like, there's no, where's the accountability for these Web3 projects, for these NFT projects in specific? And that's like, you know, if if crypto is in the in the early adoption phase, right, where the, you know, the early adopters or the early majority is getting in, NFTs are the, the before the early adopter phase. I mean, hmm. if you look yeah. at who, who owns an NFT, right, you can see the accounts on OpenSea. I think it's 3 million, and a lot of those are probably people selling to themselves. I'm going to keep it real with you. Uh, but we will see NFTs integrated in a major way, just like we saw crypto kind of blow up in 2021, it's mm-hmm. sort of like 2017 for NFTs right now. Mm. So I'm probably going to buy more, probably as much NFTs as I do crypto during the bear market. Mm. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Anyone who doesn't is a fool, in my opinion. Hmm. No financial advice. But well, and, <laughs> and some right. NFTs aren't just art. Some <laughs> NFTs are like, what people don't understand, like NFTs are like passes for things. Yeah, like a, like the Yacht Club, the Ape Yacht Club. Like you're a, you're a member of a club and you, have, you can go to the Discord, you go to the parties. Yeah. But even up. even more so, they can they can make you more money past that. So like, um, we just uh, I, well, so me and my my friend Joshua Jake, who's a business partner of ours as well, uh, we just joined as advisors to this NFT project called the Blockchain Miners Club, and you know they minted these NFTs, right? They're really cool artwork, but they entitle you to a community reward, right? And so they basically took this mint money that they had from raising from these NFTs and they bought a bunch of Bitcoin miners. So they've got all these Bitcoin miners, hundreds of them mining Bitcoin. And there's some, I think there's some Ethereum miners going on too. Uh, they, they've got all this passive income coming in that they're reinvesting and, and holders of these NFTs are entitled to the community rewards. Uh, it's not a direct investment thing, but you know, you get your community rewards for mm-hmm. owning these miners. And so things like that, really excite me for nfts this is what i'm more than anything excited for is the ability for people to to actually show the utility that they have you know and you can actually burn two of these together to create an ultra miner which has a token attached to it which they're trying to integrate into a couple different ecosystems but it's really pushing the boundaries of what is an nft is it just art well no an NFT, all an NFT really is, is just, you know, saying that you own a specific thing and it's like a right. So I have the rights to this NFT. It's my, my mm-hmm. NFT. But it can represent anything. I mean, this table could be an NFT. Mm-hmm. You have a, a, it's like a deed saying, hey, this is my table. Right. It's like a deed. Exactly. Like a patent, maybe. To that, to eh. that like, ticket sales are going to be the right. biggest thing in NFTs. I always said, I said, if we weren't doing this, I'd be trying to solve for ticket sales for sporting events or concerts or whatever else because as soon as they figure square that circle like all ticket sales will be nfts it just makes so much mm. sense it solves scalping issues it solves royalty issues i mean we can do that now right board. you just get to your little apple wallet and they, they send you like the little qr code in your wallet and it's kind of like kind of like that so the difference would be is say you sold like uh you know, you're, you're Jay-Z and you sell, you know, a concert out, right? There's going to be tons of people who, like, buy up your tickets, especially, oh, like, we see shit. all this. And then they're going to try to resell them for, you know, 
5x the price right before the show. So if you're Jay-Z, you can go in and if you sell by NFTs and each ticket's an NFT, you go in and say, well, all right, that's fine. But uh, every time that ticket's sold, when it gets transferred, like 10, 20, 30, whatever percent of the value is going to go back to the artist. Or and now poor people aren't really good at Jay-Z concerts. <laughs> so, so, you know, people... You can't go to them now yeah, if you're that's, poor. That's well, how much is a Jay-Z here. ticket? <laughs> couple hundred bucks probably at least yeah but if he, if he was doing it with nfts and people are scalping them on the black market they're going to end up being thousands of dollars nfts don't solve traditional issues they they oftentimes present new ones right I, we see this a lot with projects that get exploited uh, and this is actually a really so i don't know if you've heard this is a great example uh the blockchain is like uh you know bringing a bunch of meat in front of hungry lions and <laughs> these hungry lions are are biting at their cage trying to get in and get the juicy meat because even though yeah okay it's immutable great this ethereum is my ethereum there's no bank everything else is still a risk these board apes were getting sold for you know 1.7 eth 0.7 eth recently just last week because of an api issue with OpenSea. essentially what they, what was happening is that people had them listed you know six months ago for that price but they didn't want to pay the list delisting fee, which is Ethereum gas fees are prohibitively expensive. So they would send it to another wallet and then back again, violating that smart contract. But someone found an exploit where even though it wasn't publicly available on the blockchain, that smart contract was still active. So they would immediately buy it, uh, flip it for maybe 20 or 30 times what they bought and make off with, you know, 100 grand or less than that sometimes, but 80 grand. And so there's a lot of exploits in the space right now. And it's just, like I said, part of the emerging technology that's coming here. We're going to see these kinks. But still, there's more wins than there are losses. I mean. Have they fixed that yet? It's open sea. Open yeah, sea is terrible. The board, the board ape, uh, I thought like last week the floor on those things was 90 Ethereum. Now it's like 118 Ethereum. It's yeah. insane. Yep, Justin Bieber just bought a uh, yeah. board ape for 500 Ethereum, I believe. See, that seems like the whole value in it is just because celebrities buy it and people think it's cool. Like Jimmy Fallon, Justin Bieber, yeah. whoever else, Post Malone, whoever else bought those things. And it's it's like more and more celebrities or famous people with big Twitter followings will buy them. And then it makes more people want to jump in. But it also does have like all those cool intangible uh, value, value to it, like the Discord and the parties and the merch and... And all that stuff, too. So, And keep in mind, a lot of these celebrities didn't actually buy them. They used something called MoonPay Concierge. And, you know, we can debate about whether or not they're actually paying for these. But I think I have a sneaking suspicion. Some of these celebrities, eh, they were gifted it. Really? Oh. I think this is very likely. What is MoonPay oh. Concierge? Mm, MoonPay, you know, they're they're kind of a company in the space that, that puts together, from what I understand, I'm not a huge expert. I haven't really looked into them that much. Uh, they put together, like, you know, if you want to invest in NFTs, but you don't want to do it yourself. So they have a concierge service. And they've got some other stuff going on. Um, but I think it's no coincidence, let's just say that, that all these board apes started appearing. Yeah, it's, you want exposure, but you don't want to take the time to learn about it. Yeah, so you want to be in the crowd, but you don't want to do anything for it. <clears throat> and and I'm not like, like a huge, I don't know much about MoonPay. I just know that it. they have the service. They, that, those types of services are going to be around for a long time. I mean, that's why financial advising services are around, because people don't want to learn what to invest in in stocks. They just want to build their wealth and then toss it over to a financial advisor. It's the same that's thing. Really? You know what I mean? Like Interesting. 
there's a lot of smoke and mirrors in this industry, man. I mean, more than I could explain in a podcast episode. But what's the chances of the board ape is just one big scam? These guys are just gonna like hit hit the hit the freaking highway. And the craziest thing is that there's a lot of, you know, rhymes with Yahtzee imagery behind these board apes. People don't talk about that much. There's a guy on Twitter who I, you know, people debate. I this. did notice that. I did notice that. So I had this guy. I had this uh, guy Brett on the Brett Phillips baseball player on the podcast last week, and he taught me about the board apes literally last week. And uh, so, me and a friend of mine went and bought one, and it has a we has this crazy helmet on it. Here, I'll show it to you. And it's I we just looked it up today, and, and it's some fucking, uh, it's like a German Nazi helmet. <laughs> I was going to say, the only thing I could think that rhymes with Yahtzee is Nazi. <laughs> I didn't know if you were, you know. But I didn't know if I was missing a word or if I'm like. Yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of historical references behind hmm. the Board API Club. And I'll send you guys this afterwards. I was very doubtful. I thought maybe it's a coincidence. There's a lot of stuff that yeah. just, you know. And I'm, I'm not saying that they are definitely, definitely intentfully doing this. But there just seems to be a lot of coincidences here. They're hmm. definitely too big to fail. There's the the board apes. I would be very surprised if they did not last, probably you know for conceivably as long as NFTs are a thing, unless something drastic happened because they've got they've hit critical mass. You can't go back from Justin Bieber aping into right. They the could get ape. canceled. I doubt it for being hmm. for wearing German World War II helmets. Hmm. But the powers that be behind crypto don't want that to happen. Who are the powers that be? Well, there's Twitter and then there's crypto Twitter. And crypto Twitter has a, what would you say, like a, a different set of rules? Crypto Twitter is an interesting side of Twitter. It's very different from anything else. But like, you know, this, you know, when I say the powers that be, it's a very general topic because it's hard to track down, track down who those are. Mm. But cryptos run, you know, there's a lot, of, like I said, a lot of smoke and mirrors in this industry that I'm trying to cut through. Um, and a lot of people have been made enemies of other people because they try and do the same thing, you know. But it is what it is. I think that ultimately we will see this space grow and evolve to where people can recognize that. You know mm. what I'm saying? Uh, like one of the things that I see a lot. So I, I also I have a side thing I'm doing. I partnered with Dowmaker, which is uh, like the number one like legit crypto launch pad in the space. Shout out to the Dowmaker team. I'll send them this video. Um, and we're running something called Infinity Pad. So I've learned how to to kind of do IDOs, initial uh, you know offerings. And um, not not available in America. Shout out to my non-American friends. <laughs> but uh, there's a lot of VCs in the space that are just out here to just get their bag. There's a lot of you know VCs and LPs that are just out here to use DeFi and Web3 to do the same thing they did in Web2. And it's very frustrating to see that. So I think that we can build a system that makes them obsolete. Mm. And that's kind of what I want to focus on doing so that they don't have control behind the space because a lot of these projects have that. So are, base, are all NFTs reliant upon Bitcoin mining or Ethereum mining? Because Ethereum, the only way Ethereum transactions, like those gas fees, right? Mm. Those gas fees are because you got to pay for the people that have the miners, right? You got to pay the miners to do those transactions. So, so Ethereum, is Ethereum reliant on mining? Yeah, for now. For, for now, now, until it goes proof of stake or whatever. People think Ethereum's the only network you can have NFTs on. That's not true. Oh, it's not right. true. No. Yeah, no. There's a ton of different networks. There's Zero, oh, okay. there's Solana, there's environmentally there's friendly there's networks. Avalanche. Might I add that don't have the yeah. impact that Ethereum has. Huh. 
Like my newest thing is is AVAX Av- Avalanche NFTs. Uh, I love that whole ecosystem. It's so fast, so clean, um, and it's just got so many more use cases than I think mm. even even Ethereum NFTs do. Really? I'm yeah. I'm here for it. I'm definitely making the transition over. To give you guys some history in the space, like <laughs> 2017 was about the cryptocurrencies, right? Yeah. Emphasis on the currency. No one cares about that right now. Bitcoin is one. Okay. No one's replacing Bitcoin. It used to be Bitcoin Cash and Bitcoin had a thing going. No. Bitcoin Cash is gone. Nowadays, it's about the layer ones and layer zeros. Mm. To give you an example, that's essentially networks like Ethereum that projects can be built on top of. And it's it been a mad dash for which which layer one, layer zero, et cetera, whatever you want to call it, which blockchain platform is going to win the race. You know, I made a bunch of money. Shout out to this man here off of a layer two called Polygon Matic. That was my biggest W last year. Oh, yeah. That's the one other one the that best. you can buy shit with on, uh, on OpenSea is Polygon. Yeah. Yes. Which is great. I put a grand in at a penny. <laughs> to, I, I, I bailed out at 90 cents. And Ooh. then it shot up to $2.80. Oh. That was funny. Look, I'm not mad about it. It was still a nine, what, 900x, 9,000x return wow. on one investment. Like it was, yeah. yeah. That's insane, man. Yeah, it was great. So you guys are just watching this shit all day long. All day. Well, for me, it is, goes back to why, why I couldn't be a creator at the time was because building a business is, is just insane. Yeah. Especially one that has the amount of like, I think we're at eighteen employees now, something like yeah. eighteen employees, and and we have like three different business models all under one house, we're and all thriving. Lot, you know, like yeah. we're really trying to be a holistic company in the space that's doing a lot. We want to do cool stuff. We've worked with some really cool brands. We've worked with really cool creators, um, and so we're just trying to, you know, scale up here as far as we're going. I mean, I'm pretty I'm pretty happy with our team right now. Yeah, Trading Bots launching in two weeks. We got the media company. We've done over, I think our best month was something like three quarters of a million in deals, and then uh, and then we have our Discord community, which we just we broke a hundred thousand last month. That took a small dip. I think we went down about six seven thousand when the crypto market took a nosedive. But hmm. people don't yeah, want to so see their portfolios. They don't want to. They don't want to think about it. They no. don't want to think about it. Seems it. like the people that get the richest off that stuff is, are the people that just forget about the crypto they have. Or they the forget about their wallets. <laughs> it's the best way to be. I'm completely emotionless. Like, even though, you know, my, my portfolio goes up and down. Yeah. Uh, I think really what separates the people who are going to make it in a early technology like crypto is the conviction that they have behind their investments. It was not easy to get here. Everyone's like, oh, my God, you're so lucky. You invested in Ethereum when it was early. You invested in Bitcoin <laughs> when it was early. Yeah, okay, we saw our portfolios. I hit six figures when I was 17. I saw that portfolio decimated yeah. over the next year and a half, two years. You don't understand. Like People people think it's easy. It's not easy to hold an asset down 90% and then back up again. No, it's not. Yeah. I watched my account go from 68000 to 3000 in 2018. <sighs> the entire way down. Yeah. You stayed on the train, though, right? Oh, yeah, I didn't sell a thing. Nice. The only ones that get hurt are the ones that jump off. Yeah, mm, man. I, I I tell people not to. I tell people to take their profits because you don't want to be stuck holding the garbage networks. A lot of stuff from 2017 ain't here now, and it's going to be the same way next time. It's just it's how it goes. You know, you got to consolidate into what I call the blue chips. Mm. Ethereum is a great example of that. Yeah, Ethereum's a blue chip. 
No, it's not going anywhere. It's a, it's the bluest of blue, in my opinion. What but do you the, mean by that? It means like Ethereum is not about to die tomorrow. Okay. There's a lot of vaporware projects, like stuff that is clearly experimental and for whatever reason could fail. Mm. You know, even the biggest biggest projects in the space in 2017 are, are shadows of their former selves. You just never know what's going to last. So Ethereum and Bitcoin are like the two biggest ones, right? Those aren't going anywhere. Uh, yeah. And, and look, everything that I invested in back in 2018 is still, or 20, even 2017, 2016, is still around today. Mm. And then there's some new ones that have added on that just, they're, they're blue chip quality. You know, the, the, the networks are too large. There's too many people using them. Yeah. And the real thing is just like find use cases. It's one of the hardest things for like real new use cases to come about is so many different projects come out and they just want to they want to build a coin and they come up with a problem to solve but there's really no problem there it's it's in it you know this gets compared to like internet in the late 90s where everybody had a website for everything mm -hmm. and it's like that's great you can have it up but is it really worth anything it's bringing value to people how many people are actually going to know about it see about it or if you have 50 websites doing the same thing which one's going to come out on top mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, it's, it makes it really hard in this space for the, the new projects that are true blue and like really solving a problem to be found or heard of, you know, because you just have thousands of there's 10,000 shit projects, 20,000 coins, you know, yeah. it's a trial by fire. It's the crypto market is throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks for some of it. And the projects that get really big will make those investors a lot of money, you know? You, you were an early investor in, in Polygon, like we were. Great. But as soon as they said it speeds up Ethereum, and I was like, oh, I've been on <laughs> Ethereum. It's slow as shit. I was like, yeah, this is something that'll pop off. Like, if I can trade on this or I could do something on this and it makes my transactions faster, this is, it was at one cent. I was like, this will be a dollar easily. <laughs> but there's other projects easily. that are, that, are they, that do the same thing. Or that's an example, but there's projects that compete with each other, and some of them die, and some of them do really well. Uh, that's like I said, having conviction that you're picking the right one. You got to know yeah. what you're doing. It's the it's the BS. Like, have you seen that house out in? I, I just watched this. Is it's some? It's like the most expensive house in America. Oh right? yeah, in Los Angeles. In Los Angeles, yeah. five hundred million dollars. Yeah, I summer. saw that. Jesus. And I'm watching this thing, and they're like doing the walkthrough. It's, it's ridiculous. Like 150,000 square feet or 100,000 square feet or something like that. And they're talking about, like, it's in bankruptcy court. Mm -hmm. and yeah, they said it was going to sell for, like, half price, like, quarter million dollars, or uh, $250 million. Right. And what the guy steal. goes, they're looking into tokenizing it. I'm like, why? Why? And it's and they have to throw blockchain in there. And it's like, that's the type of shit that, that is repressing good projects <laughs> and, like, stuff in this industry. Wow. Well. Like, people... You guys hear a constitution down? Tokenizing it. What the fuck? You can fractionalize things. You can fractionalize ownership. They did this with the original Doge. So you're saying, like, make the house, break up the house into individual, like, thing. people can own parts of the house? Imagine, uh, imagine. The logistical so turn, nightmare turn, that is. Turning the, house, <laughs> like, like the turning the house into, like, the fucking S&P 500 or something. Imagine the deed, but cut up into thousands of little pieces right gotcha okay I and, see. and constitution dow was a great example of that but it, it almost worked and then it didn't they mm. were trying to buy a copy of the u.s constitution they raised like oh god i can't remember tens of millions yeah but you tens don't need a you don't need a blockchain to do that yeah That's but called it a makes reggae it, plus offering but who okay my, and break up an asset into pieces rally does that with 
Pokemon cards. Or My like, friend's not going to do that. My friend's not going to go to a reggae offering, you know? All right, that's fair. That's they, fair. They, they do have, what they do have is Ethereum, and they can commit that Ethereum to buy the U.S. Constitution. Ultimately, it didn't work. They were outbid on Sotheby's, but hmm. it's a really cool idea. And yeah, you know what's crazy? Yeah. They ended up making a, a token out of it, a, a, a DAO token that ended up doing like a 50X or something crazy. Hmm. Crazy shit, yeah. What the fuck is a DAO token? Uh, it's a governance token. So a DAO, right? A decentralized autonomous organization. There's three main things that came out of this bull run. DAO, not DOW. Okay. Yeah. DAO. DAO. Okay. And uh, you know there are governance tokens that you can vote essentially to to choose to determine the future of the project. So it's kind of democratizing, um, you know, projects and 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 things that people want to do. And you know there are DAOs for all kinds of stuff. Um, you know, the governance token is what makes it that. Which is kind of cool, right? So you can do a lot of really interesting, nifty stuff, which Constitution DAO is just a fun example of that. Think of it as like a company without a C-suite. Just everybody's kind of, you say like governance token, like the people decide. Like truest form uh, of democracy. Is it is that similar to like what they say with the board ape? You'll be able to uh, stake it and earn, like you, you s- I heard some bro was telling me something about you. You can, if you own the board ape NFT, you can stake it and then they're going to create a token called like ape coin. And then once that comes out, you'll be able to earn this ape coin without doing anything. You just stake staking. It means like you, 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 you sign off that you're not going to sell the NFT for X amount of time. It's a smart contract. So yeah. you, you pick a time and put it in there and stakings. Look, uh, <laughs> Tim's going to kill me for saying this staking smart in my book. Like, you can stake tokens that are already out there. Like if you ever heard of like crypto.com, it's mm-hmm. a great app. I have a lot of crypto assets on there and I stake everything through there because if you are, you know, like a certain tier, you get extra rewards. So it's kind of like locking your money up at a CD in the bank. Mm-hmm. Only instead of getting some shit percentage, you're getting six, 10, some 15% mm-hmm. PA on your crypto. You can, get, you can get 30% and it's still considered relatively safe, you know, just for holding mm. it. Wow. So yeah, it's like a seat, like a certificate of deposit, but for your crypto funds. And now, yeah, it's, it's pouring over into the NFT space. Right. I can see how it makes the NFTs more valuable. If you claim you're not going to sell it for a certain amount of time. Sure. But I still don't, I still don't understand like how if they make a coin, how you get paid from that. I mean, it, it all comes down to what they're going to use it for. I'm not a board yeah, eight member. Yeah. I couldn't, right. I couldn't give a shit really about what they're doing. Right. But you know, I'm sure they're gonna. It'll be something cool. Maybe you can buy exclusive merch with it. Maybe you can gain exclusive VIP access into a, a club mm. on the yacht in mm. Miami or something crazy. You know. So there's a lot of cool utility you can do. I don't know necessarily if it's a governance token, um, but you know. The use cases, whatever they decide. I mean, yeah. I'm not going to buy any myself, I don't think, personally. Yeah. But I'm sure it will be tradable like any other decentralized, uh, you know, exchange. They can just list it on there and, you know, get it going. Mm-hmm. Uniswap. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Do people still uh, mine cryptocurrency and make money? Yeah. Really? It's just the the issue is that with every consensus mechanism, consensus algorithm form of consensus essentially how a blockchain works right you have proof of work you have proof of stake you have dedicated proof of stake you have all these kind of you know you have a, a dag de- directed acyclic graph technology like hadera hash graph and, and and constellation network um and so there's a bunch of different like algorithms and ways to do it bitcoin mining and ethereum mining for most people is not going to be an endeavor that's worthwhile 
because Bitcoin specifically, you need a lot of money. Yeah, you got to buy those uh, those crazy mm-hmm. specialized, what the fuck are they called? The Ant miners. Ant miners, miners yeah. From, from Bitmain out of China. And unless you have like a handshake agreement where you can get a bunch of miners, it's going to be difficult. You're going to be waiting months to year. If you don't get scammed. If you don't, if get, you don't scammed. get scammed. Yeah. I mean, it's very tough to secure these legitimately. And you need, I assume, another handshake agreement with a local government because I don't know you know, what the rate of power is at this place. But, you know, unless you got some cheap energy, you're not going to make much. You're really... Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. I'd, like, dip my toe into it a little bit, and I bought, like, six of the uh, 3090s, and it makes me, like, $20 a day. So that's Ethereum. You're mining Ethereum, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, this is my biggest gripe, is that Ethereum 2.0 is not here. Ethereum is switching from proof of work right, to proof, to proof of, of stake. Right, and then, then Ethereum mining is going to be dead, and GPU mining is going to be worthless. Until I find another coin to mine, right? Which will be a while. I mean, you can actually you mine can, a couple different things. Go into nodes. Yeah, nodes. What's are, a nodes? Nodes, nodes are my new favorite thing, man. I make like a few hundred bucks a day just by running nodes. What the hell is a node? Uh, it's basically you're 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 sometimes you're purchasing a node on a network, right? Or you're it, normally with nodes, you're not like staking. So like with staking, you get your coin back, right? But with purchasing a node, you're actually purchasing it. So like. Uh, strong block, for instance. Oh. He hates well, strong. I don't know. I don't know what that uh, is. Yeah. Listen. All right. What do we do? What about uh, Thor? We'll do Thor Network. Sure. Like Thor Network, uh, Thor Finance. There's dubious. For anybody who's new to this, <laughs> nodes are very dubious. There are some that are good, some that are questionable. You need a good strategy and you need a good exit plan. But essentially, you're helping like the network, whatever protocol that is, like approve approve transactions, right? Um, you're validating transactions validating on a, transactions network. On a and, network, and there are Bitcoin nodes too, but you're not getting paid if you're not. And you it's right. not a piece of hardware. No, you can no. actually run it right on your computer. And some of them are. This is this is my rule of thumb with them. The easier they are to set up, the more risky they are. <laughs> like that is that is, that sure. is that's with anything, right? Right. Yes. The easier they're the e- like hex. But you ever heard some of, hex? of it, some of it does make. Well, sense. I have heard of hex. That guy's been trying to get on this podcast. Oh, Richard God. Hart. Yes. So Richard Hart <laughs> is a very interesting, and I know this. He is hasn't gonna, been trying to get on here. Somebody's been trying to set it up to get him on here. Richard Hart, and they're gonna they're gonna. I know I'm gonna get tagged on Twitter. In my opinion, <laughs> is running what I would consider to be a. A project with questionable fundamentals. We'll just say that. Um, What's you know, he doing? Hex is essentially a clone of Ethereum. You have to you have to stake your Hex for a long time. It's they're also running something called Pulse Chain. You have to sacrifice to get onto Pulse Chain. I, I don't really mess with it. Sacrifice what? I'm pretty <laughs> your sure you baby? have to sacrifice your Hex to get on to get Pulse. I'm not born. I'm not an Hex expert. I've only been on the website a few times. I've you know looked at their community. I've been through their stuff. I've uh-huh. looked at what they're doing. Um, on their website, if you want to scroll down and look at the very bottom, there is a piece of text. Abusive text. A piece of text. Oh. Right? It's, a, it's, a, it's a small little paragraph. And it's Same. essentially like yeah. saying, uh, you know, this is a political statement. You're, you want, you're behind freedom of speech. You know, this is not investment. Also, you know, you have to do this if you're about free speech and, and, and this and that. And I'm like, what is this, man? Hmm. You know, the network is really nothing new, in my opinion. It's hmm. like... And people will, I know they're going to come at me. In my opinion, Hex is just like the new BitConnect. In my Who's going to come at you? They have a very dedicated community. Crypto Twitter. Twitter. I have, yeah, they, they have gone <laughs> through all my videos and made hate clips. I'm actually in a music video. I'm in a music video. He made where it. They, they, call, they call us furus. 
Fubus. Yeah, and there's a hex rap video where it's like, you know, they actually have a few of my buddies, and they have them they have them in caskets. They have their picture oh, nice. and a casket, and it's like they're burying the furus. It's like weird. It's a weird. Why? Because really you guys talk about hex. Yeah, because like if you're not <laughs> nice. with us, you're against us. Hmm. I have nothing against hex investors. I just don't think the network is good. I, it, just, it doesn't do much. I think it's just like there's a reason it's not on Coin Market Cap. You know, like where it sh- where they say it should. There's be. There's a lot of networks that do the same thing. <laughs> uh, I think it's so hilarious that it's so much competition in all these crypto networks and crypto coins and people who are invested in certain ones it's like it's like such a like a, a tribal competitive world in crypto especially when it fucking you combine it with social media it's just like pouring gas on fire you can do anything you want you can fork like you can fork uniswap right this is what um what's his name ty lopez is doing he has the radio shack oh brand. my god i forgot about that guy he has the radio shack brand and essentially i looked into this a little bit he's like forking uniswap and then calling it radio shack or something like that like a radio shack decentralized exchange he, he bought radio shack he has the rights to it so he's actually got the rights to a bunch of like old companies that no one gives a shit about and um he's mm. trying to like modernize the brand nostalgic I mean, I don't know anyone who's going to use that. Maybe like that's what Gary V always talks about. Gary V's a big crypto guy too. Gary yeah, V's more—he's more of an NFT guy. Gary V's mm-hmm. a visionary in a lot of ways. Um, I think he really—you know—if anyone—if there's anyone to credit with like showing that NFTs are not just monkey pictures, it's Gary V. I got to give him props, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, very knowledgeable about this stuff. Pretty much everything I know, I learned from watching his videos. <laughs> Nice. Yeah. So Ty Lopez is big into this stuff, huh? Is he selling NFTs too? I couldn't give a shit. I don't know. I just saw uh, that not. someone making fun of it. The the problem, like I said, with crypto is it attracts the grifters because it's easy to grift, you know. And and I've I've had very public beef with people, um, on YouTube and other places, um, <clears throat> with just you know we're not going to elaborate on that, but. Let's just say we Why have not? different we elaborate on crypto beef. <laughs> well, crypto they're, beef. they're just people that I disagree. I disagree with that. I think that are leading the space in a direction that I don't agree with. And so we have our, we have our moments, you know, mm-hmm. he's no BS crypto. <laughs> if I think right. it's BS, right. I'm going to tell bullshit. him it's BS. You know? We can pull him up on the TV and shame him right yeah, now. Yeah. Yeah. We can look at him right now. <laughs> Call him out. Uh, Richard Hart, where you at, bitch? It's not Richard Hart. <laughs> nah, Richard Hart, you know, he, he's, he's, He's not actually. There's worse people than Richard Hart. Yeah, well, he looks very entertaining. He's oh, very yeah. like charismatic. He's got a really cool background on his videos. He has a way of like you know he's like they got the uh, Charles Manson vibe. Yeah, mm. I dig that. Where does he live? Maybe I should get him on here. That would be an interesting episode. I would love to see you guys. Do you know where uh, he lives? God no, but I'm sure he would do it. He he has a thing where he like you know has people on his. Sh- he, he wants to go on people's shows to debate. He's a very good debater. But he doesn't do Ooh. it in person though. Everything he does is remote. Well, because it's a security risk. He is quite you know he has a lot of you know value in crypto, and there's a lot of people who just you know yeah. don't like him. So I don't blame Ooh. him. You know, hmm. you know people people in crypto are kind of weird like that. You know, I was I was just seeing the other day. Which is kind of funny, kind of off topic. Someone's tracking Elon Musk's private. That jet. is so sick. That was so funny. Oh, I was actually I was watching that on that was on TV this morning. They were interviewing him on like fucking MSNBC or something like that. Like the kid's gone full blown mainstream, hmm. blown up. You can make a career out of anything, man. That is wow. crazy. His yeah. jet goes everywhere, bro. Okay, pull up that Twitter account, Elon Musk's jet. He, he goes from like Austin, Texas, to. 
Sacramento, California, like three times a day in his jet. <laughs> I didn't know people traveled that Fuck much. Yeah. Like, what? What do you? What are these people doing? Yeah, there it is. <laughs> Find his actual. Go, go to his feed so you can see all of his posts. That looks like Florida. He yeah, just he just installed yeah. a private. He, only, he had like fifty thousand followers two days ago. Now he's got a quarter million followers. Oh, did they do the rocket launch today? Oh, bro! I was standing outside my office and we saw some crazy shit in the air. That's probably that was, it. That had to be. That's it. what we were like. What the fuck is that? It got today. Yesterday. Yeah, when right before yeah. I could talk to you on the phone, really? me and Mike were standing outside. We're like, what the fuck is that? Oh, it was some alien looking it. shit. Yeah. Yeah, they, I've never they, seen that before. They were going to do it yesterday. And is his like jet in Cape Canaveral seconds. right now? I'm so glad you brought that up because we were tripping for a minute. Oh, yeah. It's the, it's the <laughs> yesterday, they were like literally aborted three seconds before launch because no the cruise ship just plowed through the, like, no no ship <laughs> no zone, flies apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, like, really? Oh, yeah. It was supposed to launch yesterday at 4 o'clock. Oh, my God. <laughs> they were like, That's sick. There's a cruise go, ship. Go up the to area. the 31st. See if it was in... Uh, in Florida. No. Elon oh. Musk's jet. He flew <laughs> he flew public to get here. That's funny. Yeah, and he offered the guy five grand to take it down. He said cheapskate. No. Didn't, didn't he say fifty K? And, and the kid responded and he's like, I'll do it. He's like, I can't do it for less than fifty K. He, he undersold. Five, oh, I was yeah. gonna say five million. Elon offered yeah, five him five thousand. Dude's great. a billionaire. Yeah, that's like me. I said, see know. me for 50 M's, bud. Yeah. <laughs> that's the equivalent of like three pennies that you find in your spare change in the pocket of your laundry. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. five grand. But I understand it's about, you know, like, like I have, I've had people who squat on my domains, my like my Ethereum name service domain. Mm-hmm. Somebody was squatting on it for the longest time. We actually got into a bit of a feud, uh, but he ended up giving it to me. You know, I didn't want to pay him for it because it's just like I don't negotiate with terrorists like that. Uh, but he gave it to me after like I did some charity. Where I did a charity NFT drop. So like we raised some money for St. Jude's. It was cool. People got to hop on the phone with me. Some people got like artwork. You know, it was like a nice little thing I partnered with Theta to do. Cool. So, you know. Hmm. I had a guy in here the other day. His name was Rick Ross. And he's, he, oh. owned, he owned RickRoss.com. And uh, I think Rick Ro- the rapper Alfred him like less than a thousand bucks for it. <laughs> Wow. He eventually sold it for, I think, around 10000 But I feel bad. I actually just curved Rick Ross. Uh, he was trying to go live with me, but I was moving, and I was like, dude, I'm sorry. He was trying to do what? He, was, he has a new NFT collection coming Oh, out. does he, he really? Yeah, he wanted me to do a live with him on TikTok. I was like, I'm moving. You're Too gonna, busy. You're going to be propped mm. up on my on my hookah. Like, to, to, <laughs> I don't have a stand. It's all in a box. <laughs> I hope he does like, all pictures of Rick Ross as NFTs. Is this the real Rick Ross or is this Rick Ross? No, it's no. Free Rick. Pull up, yeah, I want to yeah. see what it looks like. They, uh, Which Rick Ross? What? Lakota Rick? did a live stream. Free Ricky, Freeway Ricky. Oh, so oh the original. Oh, the drug dealer. Oh, not the yeah, not no, the rapper. No, no. Oh no, we're yeah, thinking of free, a different Rick free Ross. Ray. Oh, the OG free Rick Ross. Yeah, the OG. Ricky. Yeah, yeah. The original oh, OG. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah, there's a little bit of name name difference there, but yeah. not really. Well, when you say Rick Ross, everyone thinks of the fucking the hip hop rapper, right? Yeah. That's, I guess he must be, like, pissed off that he keeps getting mistaken for that. You know, like, I would be kind of pissed. Who does? The original, right? Yeah, like, I think he tried to sue him for that. I think he changed his name, actually, because of that. He changed it to Freeway after Rick Ross? No, I think Rick Ross changed it. The rapper changed his name. I'm not Because a... that guy got out of prison. I think he sued him <laughs> for stealing his name. I heard that Rick Ross, the rapper, owns the biggest swimming pool in the United States. <laughs> Really? At his house. He has like a house in Atlanta. 
He got some big house. Remember when uh, Forgiato? He does Blow, a lot of swimming. Remember when Forgiato Blow went to his big house party in yeah. Miami? They showed the big house in, in uh, not Miami, but Atlanta. Apparently, that's the biggest swimming pool in the world. God. Not the world, the U.S. Huh. Mm. We'll check that out someday. You know? I think he does a lot of floating. I don't think he does float. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so all right. One thing I try, I'm trying to understand is this proof of stake with Ethereum. That's going to shut down all the Ethereum miners, and now there won't be any gas fees on Ethereum when you try to tra- make transactions. No. So gas fees, they it, depending on you are going to pay a gas fee, right? Uh, unless you're, but you don't pay it with Bitcoin, right? You do. You do pay it with Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, there's going to be a cost always to send something, unless you're using a technology like Nano, which uses Block Lattice to it's a no fee or Polygon. Polygon has fees too. They're just oh, really? very nominal. You have okay. you're paying a quarter of a cent. Okay. Uh, and that's what's exciting is like that you know you're paying a quarter of a cent instead of a two hundred dollar. $200 fee, you know, uh, that frustrating, but mm. you know, you just have to bite the bullet cuz everything's on Ethereum. It's just the biggest one there is. It's the strongest network. Um, but no, yeah, well, even when Ethereum switches to proof of stake, the gas fees theoretically should increase. They just had an update last year which was supposed to help the gas fees, but all it did was stabilize them to be high consistently <laughs> instead of bringing them down to a consistent price. So my hope is that Ethereum comes to a point where Combined with the layer twos uh, that it has, like Polygon, that it, it's affordable for the average person, but it's not. So I mm-hmm. tell people, I used to tell people, go get some Ethereum and hop into DeFi. Go, you know, experiment with, with new technology. But it's just not feasible because you're going to need five, six hundred bucks to do anything on Ethereum. So I tell people, go to the Binance Smart Chain, go to Avalanche, go to Polkadot. What is? The, what are you talking about? What I, knew, I don't know what Avalanche, Polkadot, any of that is. Different They're networks. Different networks. Like Ethereum. Like Ethereum, yeah. it, okay. for the for the for the for the sort of, but not really. Yes, in this in this scenario, yes, they are. Okay. You can just imagine that, you know, you you log in and you can use the blockchain <laughs> through a wallet. You know, just you know, okay. there are some EVM compatible networks. The Ethereum virtual machine. A lot of this, a lot of a lot of the tech is just Ethereum forked and changed lately. Okay, yeah, um, I see what you're saying. Yeah, but like Solana is non EVM compatible. It's a good mm. example. Solana has been like this big up and comer. I think it's overrated, but really, yeah, centralized. Break they sacrifice EVM compatible. They're compatible with the same uh, like layout as the Ethereum, like your MetaMask. When you log into MetaMask, it's EVM compatible. So all you have to do is add the network, and it's seamless integration. Hmm. You know, but like Solana, you need the Phantom Phantom Wallet, which they just raised 106 million. I think. Today. Solana did? Phantom, a wallet oh, on Solana. A wallet. Okay. Mm. Solana has a lot of... See, then it gets so much more confusing. Then you have all these fucking wallets. you got Coinbase wallet, MetaMask wallet. Mm. So that's why I was saying, like, EVM compatible, why it's so important is because if you, if you play in, like, DeFi land, yeah, or that's not a real place, but you know what I mean? Like, mm. if you... It is a project, I think. Is it a... <laughs> if you... <laughs> the names, the names kill me. If you play in this space and you're connecting, like, and you're you're doing blockchain gaming or something like that, right? Or you're running nodes, or you're trading your crypto, or, or NFTs, what, even. NFTs, right? You know, you, like for most people, they use MetaMask, right? So I, you know, I have downloaded MetaMask on uh, as an extension, and you say like, oh, it's compatible on that network. That network is compatible with that wallet, and it allows me to just connect the same address to that site. Okay, so same in address, the in everything. the future. 
a wallet's probably going to be as common as like a social media account. Like if you don't have one, like you're probably not going to be able to walk around Web3 that easily. And Web3 is already here. What the fuck does Web3 even mean? It's a bullshit term. It's a bullshit term. Like when when people ask me, "Hey man, what are the best Web three coins?" I'm like, "Motherfucker, this is Web three. Like we're in Web three. Okay, so we're in Web. So it's like version but, three of the Web. Well, yeah. So like we're removing sort of the the big tech giants from the equation, or at least that's what we're trying to do. We're not only the financial middlemen, but the social middlemen. We want to essentially eliminate a lot of these corporations with so much power over us through Web three, and that that suck the profits. So like. Your data, your right. your you know. like Facebook and Twitter. It's ownership. That's probably the best way to. Put how it. is that going to happen? Do you know how much money I've made from just using DeFi protocols? Like I don't the, even know what a DeFi protocol is. From DeFi projects, so like the Ethereum name service, right? Uh-huh. Uh, dot e, you know you know ENS domains dot ETH. You ever heard those? No. Have you seen those? So it's like so so the blockchain boy dot ETH. The blockchain boy dot ETH exists. Okay. And instead of oh, having okay, okay, dot ETH. Yeah. That's why those Twitter people have their Twitter name dot ETH. Exactly. So okay. instead of a bullshit right, right, wallet, right. like no one wants to use that, you just type in the blockchain boy dot ETH and you can send me whatever you want. For better or for worse. That's just a In the browser. Uh, in any browser. In a in a in a like MetaMask or like a if you want to send me crypto, oh. it's an address. But you could also use it as a domain name. Um you know, if you oh, want okay. to really build decentralized websites, hmm. uh, you know, ICP is probably my favorite, like, decentralized way to build stuff because they do it more on the blockchain instead of compromising on central. An easy use case example would be, like, pre-search. Have you heard of pre-search? No. Pre-search is, like, Google that doesn't screw you. Like, so every time I search on pre-search, instead of Google getting paid by XYZ advertiser. Right. Right, I get paid, so I hook my wallet up to pre-search, and now every time I search for something, it's a search engine. It actually searches Google, Yahoo, DuckDuckGo, YouTube, like all these other sites. And now, when I search for something, yeah, I see my account go up by like fifteen cents every yeah. time I search. It's like Brave Browser. You heard of Brave Browser? I have heard of that. Yeah, basic attention token. Uh, you're rewarded for the ads that you see, essentially, and stuff like that. So you get right. paid to use it. We're taking use we're, it. we're taking the we're taking away the the tools that made the 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 you know the Elon Musk's the tech giants of the world and giving it to the people that use the networks in the first place. Uh, I I got an airdrop for having an Ethereum name, and that airdrop was worth. three to four thousand dollars. I was in it. They did a Business Insider article about it. Mm-hmm. Airdrop. It was cool. Airdrops are fucking sweet, dude. What the they fuck really is are. an airdrop, yeah. dude? If you if you're if you're an early adopter, <laughs> no, hey, he dude. works construction full time. I just fucking do these podcasts, but I this is like the second or third crypto podcast I've ever done. We can get airdrops. really we can get oh, deep man. with it, man. Yeah, there's, oh, bro, there's, I'm still on web it one. It would take <laughs> weeks and weeks and weeks. Think of just, it like this: like like uh, you're being rewarded for using a network. And providing value to that network. Who who pays you? The so, same people that would pay the company. So well, like no, just I routed mean, through you. It is no, not necessarily. Airdrops are a little different. So Oh, it, not for airdrops. I was talking about like with pre search and the advertisers oh, and things. Yeah, like that. that's that's owning your own data. Like like you're you, you have you have value to like you ever hear the, the term like if the product's free, you're the product? Yes. Yeah. So that's like on websites when you go and use a free product, they're collecting 
data about you right. and then selling it to another company. Right. And then to that an person is profiting off of it and it's like leaving you in the dust with mm-hmm. no show for anything that you just provided to that company. Mm-hmm. See what I mean? So web three is essentially a way to uh, not uh, sort like of, loosely. it's complicated to explain without being too like detailed about it. But hey, the yeah. ENS airdrop, they, it was a governance airdrop. So a governance token was airdropped to you. Uh, depending on how long you'd had your name, how many you had, how long you basically reserved it for. Uh, some people made 60 grand, man. I mean, it was crazy, you know. Uh, people really make a lot of money from these. You know, we had one called Looks Rare. Uh, it's an NFT marketplace. And I think my airdrop from that was like five grand, maybe six. And and now look, 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 look. like it's not like here's just $5,000. Congratulations for holding your You got to qualify for them. Like, well, also, like, why you would get airdropped. Like you said, airdropped a governance token, right? So, like, Mm -hmm. if I own something and I'm on that network, right, and they know that I'm a holder of whatever that is, Mm -hmm. right, they can then program it to go, okay, we're going to do a massive airdrop, right, hook up your wallet. Those parameters. We'll we'll validate that you are an owner of XYZ coin, right? And then we're now giving all the owners of this an airdrop of tokens, right? In that case, it was a governance mm, token. Okay. So yeah. now they're airdropping these governance tokens, and now when he says, like, oh, I made <laughs> five grand off of that, he then took the governance tokens that he got and was like, I'm going to sell these right away because they're valuable. Yeah, right? People I'll take the want fucking those money, governance. And, and crashed he'll go and sell it, right? And then, boom, you got an airdrop of $5,000 worth of governance tokens that you just sold immediately. So on these... Uh, search engines or browsers or whatever. Are there people like people paying to be seen on there? I mean, it's just like any other any other browser. It just is rewarding you for using it. I mean, I'm not a huge Brave guy. I've never really used. You know, Josh is a big Brave browser guy. But you know, uh, best example of this that people that is topical that people will know is this looks rare marketplace that just dropped because OpenSea is terrible. They blew up real quick. They didn't have the staff to support billions of dollars flowing in. And they made some mistakes, and that's, you know, it's okay. OpenSea, they've done a lot for the space, but there's another NFT marketplace called LooksRare that airdropped a bunch of tokens to anyone who would, like, traded NFTs on OpenSea, I believe. And all you mm, had to do okay. was, like, list an NFT on their marketplace. Mm-hmm. And people got a lot of money from that. And mm, so now they're yeah. a real competitor. They're sometimes outdoing the volume on OpenSea. So how do you think that these types of browsers or search engines or whatever are going to take over websites like Twitter and Facebook? and decentralize the powers that be on the internet, Mm. the monopolies. It's going to be niche for a while, but I think we'll see if we, if we continue to see the crypto market grow and expand, I think we'll see better alternatives form uh, because people, there's a financial incentive for people to be on these platforms. So, they are rewarded for using these platforms. And, you know, it's hard to turn that down, especially when you know you're getting a comparable experience. But it's not going to be easy by any means. And a lot of what, like, these big Web2 companies are doing is they're kind of trying to co-op the movement. Back in 2017, it was really core DeFi people. I mean, look at look at who sits on the Hedera Hashgraph, the council, right? Hedera is not a very good network, in my opinion. But you can have your opinions. They're doing good steps. They're trying to decentralized that's the point of a blockchain but they, the council members on Hedera are huge corporations is that really the spirit of what that is is then is, is that the network we want to use I, I don't think so personally it's it's a fine line too because yeah. you know like you were saying 
like with uh, OpenSea being too too big and or, or not being big enough to handle everything. Like with a lot of this stuff, DAOs that come up and, and these different protocols that come up, um, like there's a lot of unforeseen consequences that can occur and stuff that we can or they're trying to hold, you know, big tech accountable for. Like you see the hearings and this and that, and they drag like Jack Dorsey or you know whoever out in front of the committees, and you know it's like to the to the mass public, it's it's kind of a uh, a wake up call to realize like oh wow our, our politicians don't know shit about the internet, <laughs> you know, yeah, and they're trying to regulate. Hilarious. It. Yeah, it's it's rough, but then the, to that same fact, it's like those types of hearings and pressures on those guys are what stop you know like like trafficking from going on on twitter Mm. or sites it's those type of pressures that like stop that so when you have a decentralized network you really need to and why we say like oh community is so important like you need to foster a good community like you need to build a good community otherwise the project could go south real fast Mm. you know because who knows who comes onto that network or what the the governance yeah. is on one that of the and, uh, one of the projects you know, I'm, I'm working with a little bit is called BBS Network. Essentially, think of it like a Reddit on the blockchain. Every post is an NFT. You can buy it. You can host your own BBS. Hmm. They're really trying to stop the shit posting, and it's funny because that's when you remove the barriers. When people are anonymous, shit posting is what happens, and it's what happens a lot in DeFi. Uh, that's why there's so many good memes. You know, that's why you see. You people want to buy the Constitution. Why do they want to buy the Constitution? For the meme. I think it's interesting to see. It's really a a social experiment. As much as we want to say the computers are the ones that are doing this and that. But it's really goes back to the community and the social aspect of it. We're we're really just doing a, a huge experiment that has a lot of implication on the future of this tech. You know, and to a lot of people, they just don't, they're not there yet. And that's okay. But it will come a time when this stuff is integrated. It's interesting. It is a community, but a lot of the people in the community, they're they're also anonymous, right? It's like essentially like simple, something similar to Reddit or 4chan. Yeah, I mean, there are some projects that are run by semi-anonymous or anonymous people. Uh, being doxxed is very important. I don't invest when in you're, projects that right, are Right, when you're the head of the project, you want to be like everyone has to know who you are in real life. Yeah. But you say yeah. community, nobody knows who these people really are. Like no. a, most of the people are just anonymous. Reputation is everything, you know, and and crypto is a very small space, professionally speaking. Everybody knows or at least has heard of somebody else. Reputation it's probably is also that, that. It's weird, though, because, like, there's so many people on, like, crypto Twitter. I was just talking talking to a guy the other day, and he's got, like, his name is, like, some weird, I think it was, like, Hitten.eth. He's got, like, 300,000 followers. I don't know who the hell he was. His His profile image was an NFT. And he says he's like a CEO of 12 different companies. And uh, it's like, how do you know who the hell this guy is in real life? You know what I mean? And they have so many followers. So many people obviously trust him and follow him. I saw like he was followed by Obama. <laughs> but like he was like some made up name with a made up profile picture. Smoke and mirrors, bro. Yeah. I told you, man. This industry is, there are a lot of smoke and mirrors. And Maybe it's, just- it's like an omerta though too. <laughs> to the, like if you said who's cri- the Jesus of cryptocurrency. You'd Satoshi. Say Satoshi Nakamoto. Right. Right. Who the fuck that who guy was. Who is Satoshi Nakamoto? Mm. How Finny. So I think it like, was multiple people. Though. If you're if you're, you know, in the space and you wanna like idolize somebody, you're idolizing somebody who isn't doxxed. Right. You know, like so. Mm. 
There's something to it when there's something to that though. Like people that are anonymous, they're more mysterious when you don't know like what they're, where they are or what they look like. It also makes them like, it almost makes them like more of an idol or like a God like figure. You know what I mean? People can assign who they want. Like you can assign what they look like in your own head based off everything else. And this is actually very funny. Uh, One of the guys who got exposed, this guy named Beanie Maxi on Twitter, He's had some involvements with other projects that people, you know, I don't have really have a side. I just think it's funny. Hmm. Uh, people gotten pissed off, pissed off at him, and they they found out who he was, and now it's just memes of him, and he's like not taking it seriously, uh, you know, because he's like some like white dude who just looks like your average guy, and it's like, oh, that's who you are. <laughs> found it. Just some split. normal guy. Now no one cares. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's cool. You know, like it is cool. It's just exciting. Every day is exciting in this space. Yeah, well, it's like the beginning of the regular internet. Everything when everything was anonymous. People there were yeah. message boards. People posted shit anonymously. No one had to worry about it. And then, you know, when everyone had to become, you had to enter your social security number to have an account on Twitter. Then you know they start selling your data, and it just becomes yeah. more corrupt. <clears throat> hmm. But it's a fun time, man. Like, and also, I think this is the best space for anyone who wants to be an entrepreneur. To build in, you can build in a lot of. I'm very bullish on the creator economy. Uh, I'm very bullish on on crypto. I'm very bullish on tech, and I think Web three is a nice merger of a lot of these. Um, and I think it's the best space for anyone to build in who wants to do something great. In my opinion, mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of people, uh, especially when it comes to like the creator stuff and like the social media stuff, everybody in the creator side of things complains about how the tech companies like to censor everything you're talking about. It they, happened they, to they, me. Like, Oh, really? Yeah, I was almost banned. They had, did a whole CNBC article on this. Really? Yeah, I was almost banned. It wasn't just me. Everyone was getting heat. And you know why? It was because the assholes were pumping garbage coins like SafeMoon. Garbage project. You know the guy originally <laughs> Didn't the Did the Barstool guy promote that? I think so. Yeah. Sounds familiar. Yeah. Dude, the, the, the original guy was like off the back of a cereal box on their website before they changed it. SafeMoon was a scam that got too big to fail almost. And they had to take it legit. In my opinion... Allegedly. So, so, so what happened to you? you? What did you do, post a video? You just, uh, TikTok was banning us. Oh, well, TikTok bans everybody. No, yeah, but it was specific to crypto. All the crypto, it was a huge article. Like, 12 different people were in there. It was, uh, but I think, you know, I think they figured out, like, who's legit now. Because one of the marketing heads at TikTok follows me now, and so they don't ban my posts anymore. Oh, yeah? You know? Yeah, it was sweet. One day I woke up. I had I had gotten permanently banned like for like twenty four hours, and I wake up and never again was there a video down. So I don't know who the TikTok gods are, um, but thank you for you not. Got blessed. Me. Yeah, I remember being in my office and him calling me, going, "Hey, bro, I I think I just got banned," and I was like, and this was a, at a point where <laughs> he was the only creator that we had under the Kryptonite brand, and we were launching a new product in our Discord. Like we had just launched the price, and I was like. Oh my God, it's all crumbling at this moment. Mm. I was like, he goes, yeah, man, I don't know what we're going to do. Yeah, man, it's, 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 uh, it's not comforting having the future of your business reliant on these social media networks. No, no. especially when they ban you for everything. But social media is the single most powerful tool for businesses now. For sure. You know, like hands down. TikTok's still very underrated. Uh, you guys should be posting clips to TikTok. Can you pull up this guy's TikTok? What's your TikTok name? Uh, the Blockchain Boy on TikTok. Blockchain Boy. Oh, wow. That was quick. <laughs> Damn, Holy Austin's shit. Austin, you're on, on it. Shit. Damn, 500,000 followers on TikTok. Doesn't mean anything. Six million likes. 
Damn. Followers, dude, followers don't mean shit on TikTok. Really? I, no. The only thing that matters on TikTok is, is your content good? It'll be seen. You don't make, you, you know how much money I make from the creator fund? I think maybe $1,000 a month. On TikTok? And I rack in uh, d- uh, tens of millions of views on TikTok. And I rack in that, that, that very low number. What makes a video good on TikTok? You have to learn how to engage people. You have to learn how to grab attention. There's a certain way to make TikTok content. Have you ever made a t- uh, a video to the chicken and macaroni dance? No, I can't say I have. Uh, I'll make one for you if you want it. <laughs> Will you? Yeah. Do you know what song I'm talking about? I have yep. no idea. <laughs> I won't sing it for the sake of not getting clipped, but uh, yeah, I do. Um, but yeah, I've, I've been taking a break from posting cause I'm moving, but like, so you just find the popular songs on, or the popular trending songs on TikTok, and you make a video to that song, right? Uh, sort of, I mean, you okay. know, you have to hop on trends, but you know, that's not going to build a community. You mm. have to offer value to people. Mm-hmm. You have to create that engaging content. That's going to bring people back. What are you offering them? Or it's not like, Oh, what are you selling them? Are you providing value? Are you educating? Are you being funny? Mm. Are you like, you know, causing an emotion in people, whether that's positive or negative? Interesting. You have to learn how to communicate effectively and do it in 60 seconds. And that's the hardest part. But I've gotten pretty good at it. You know, like I think. Sound like it. Thanks, man. Appreciate that. The craft has been slowly (laughs) evolving. (laughs) So when the fuck is Bitcoin and Ethereum and all these cryptos going to come back to what they were two weeks ago, a month ago? Uh, that is a very open-ended question because they're tied to the stock market right now. They are tied to the stock market. Why is that? Um, because think of it like this, like where's the liquidity for the stock market coming from, from the, you know, the money printing and that liquidity in the stock market's going crazy. And that provides other funds to invest in crypto and crypto is seen as a speculative risky asset. So it's like the stock market like did a line of crack and uh, <laughs> yeah, so, so crypto yeah. Will, will mirror almost sort of what the movements of what the stock market does, but there'll be, there'll, there'll be a time when it's decoupled from the stock market. Eventually. Yeah. Even with all the regulation and they're talking about with the with the Biden trying to regulate it and and all that shit in the news about it and dude B- Biden actually... couldn't regulate you know two two uh, <laughs> two damp socks as <laughs> I don't think they understand it enough to regulate it and that's what scares me honestly probably and you're probably right I disagree a little bit I think that we'll see a, a good comeback this year in crypto I do think we'll start seeing those higher highs this year before we go into an entire uh, bear market if you will but i think that that crypto you know the reason it tracks it is because so many of the big boys are now here you know like so much big money is now in crypto it's like it's it's no longer a, a question people are like when's the institution when the institution the institutional money is in crypto now and it's still growing but for for the most part like i think that I think crypto single-handedly this time around saved our economy from going into complete despair back in 2020. Like, I, I really do believe that that's why we started seeing that run-up in crypto. And when people are like, how are we going to start start trading things when you, when you had, like, something like, like 2020 happen? You know, I mean, having a new asset class, and it's, it's happened before, like, it happened in the 1970s. It happened when, before, like, mortgages and real estate were, like, collateralized and being sold around everywhere. We were going into an economic collapse. And they were like, well, let's just create a new financial industry. And they were like, so we'll take mortgages and we'll start trading them like stocks. 
And then a whole housing market of products came out and people started trading. This is obviously a much grander scale. Right. But I think that there was a lot of behind the scenes going, hey, cryptocurrency could save the economy. We could run this out a little bit more. And and also, hmm. back in 2017, the retailers controlled the market. Now retail market is only 30% of the volume, if that. It's the institutions. It's the bots. It's the whales. And and they're manipulating it. I mean, they will manipulate it as much as they can. It's very easy to do. And they will continue to do so until, I guess, regulations come in. And then, you know, the... the the you know the JP Morgans the you know official official boys step in although some mm-hmm. of them are I oh, think they're, they're already going. stepping in I mean even even with the reports even when I was leaving like they weren't really talking about it I mean there was there was whispers around it but now they're like full on in their like in their company reports they have mm-hmm. whole crypto sections like for financial advisors for for all that like they brief on how to talk to your clients about cryptocurrencies. How would the government regulating it affect it? What would it change? Fiat gateways. That means exchanges. No more anonymous exchanges. Well, no. That's basically dead. Coinbase reports to the IRS. Okay. Um, And anonymous exchanges, I mean, they're already going after Uniswap. This is already... Okay. They're already looking into that. Hmm. Uh, Honestly, I think as 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 much shit as I give Ripple... And XRP, you know, I think that they're doing us a favor by keeping the SEC occupied because I think they're going to come <laughs> to Binance. Binance is right, next up, man. Binance is next up. They did, you know, Binance did a lot for the space, man. I remember trading BNB at $5. They did a lot for the space. They hopped in and went. They didn't really care about the regulations. They just did what they were going to do, made a bunch of money, and now they're the king of the space. Mm, the government don't like that. You know what I'm saying? Derivatives markets have been closing ever since the first of this year across multiple countries from Binance. There's only a little sus activity going on. Derivatives markets really power the crypto prices, a lot of these fluctuations up and down. People getting liquidated, longs and shorts. And, you know, we're seeing this kind of this kind of happen. Another thing is I'm worried about is Tether a little bit. You know, Tether FUD's been around for a while. I, I don't trust them. I don't hold a lot of Tether if I can help it. We'll see, but I think 2021 is going or 2022 is going to be quite rocky, in my opinion. I'm a little more not bearish, but I'm more like, okay, let's see what they're going to do with the regulations. Let's see, you know, what projects they're going to come after, and I'm sure it's going to have a cascading effect on the rest of us before we can actually see the industry start to to grow in a more professional manner. Yeah, I don't like I don't like guessing, and and I'm not always right, which is which is why I decided to create a bot company in the beginning. Because I was Which, like, I'm I'm gonna let smarter people build something to handle this off a set set of protocols. And it kicks ass. It yeah, does. Yeah. We've it been testing ass. it. We've been testing it now for, I think, three months. And the I, we did an alpha test with like small group of people, and it got a ninety percent hit rate, which means ninety mm. percent of the time it was accurate, which is way more than I am. <laughs> so I was wow. super happy about that. Wow. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. It tells you, tells you it, basically what it does is it'll break down a ton of different coins and it'll tell you when to get in and out of them and for the most profit, you know. Huh. So I had a guy make like, 300%, 300% in one trade, some crazy shit because he was just like, we told people like, hey, you don't yeah. have to trade. Don't like This is just for you to reference like to see if you like it or not. Guy was doing 100x leverage. They wouldn't let me in the chat. I wanted to come say hi, you know, but no. We wouldn't let him in. Hmm. <laughs> no. I'm a bit of a. We don't want you in there TikToking on. Yeah, on. yeah. That was a hard. That was a hard decision. 
No, it wasn't. No. You and Jackson Mahomes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, to be clear, we're not the brains behind the bot. Oh, like, God, no. Absolutely smart, not. Smart guy, actually. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we met on TikTok. All the people that I've met on TikTok uh, are people that work with me now. You know, that's how we found them. You know, Crypto Wendia was one of the first people I ever met. She's <clears throat> massive, done massive things, one of the best female voices in the space. An example, I think, for women who want to get into crypto web three, mm. I think they should really check her content out because she's been through a lot. Like she's the best. The misogyny in the creator. space, man, like it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Like misogyny? Being crypto. Dude, you think like being a girl on the internet is tough? Imagine people who are chronically online, who are oftentimes like deprived of social interaction. Uh, and who have a bunch of money harassing women. Like, there's, it's a problem. I'm not going to lie. After, like, talking to Wendy, she's done a lot. She's been through a lot. So she, I respect her a lot. And she came on the team. We're very close with her. Shout out to Crypto Wendy. And we've also got Crypto Weatherman who built the bot. We had a discussion about TA. I was like, man, TA's horseshit. It's astrology for men. He's like, no. TA? Technical analysis. Technical analysis. Okay. I'm like, these people draw in lines on charts. These are words I don't that. understand. <laughs> No, no. He sat me down. He's like, let me teach you TA. So we hopped in a Zoom call. Five minutes into the Zoom call, I knew I was going to ask him to come work for us. Like, he, His brain is, is amazing, hmm. and so is his personality. And you put, put that together, you get a really kick-ass guy huh. who can do some cool shit. And so he built the algorithm for this bot, literally scrapes news sites and social <clears throat> media to see if it's bullish or bearish. No one else is doing that. Yeah, the bot, has, the bot has some, some really cool functionality. And it was – we I knew – the second I met Crypto Weatherman, I was like, this is great. I need to introduce you to my partner. Hmm. My partner's a data scientist. This guy's like level 10 genius. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Um, and we put them in a room together, and it was just like magic. Hmm. And then, you know, three months later and a ton of dev work, and now we have some, some, uh, some working signals that we can actually put out there and help people trade and hopefully not lose a lot of money. I got to talk about Josh. Our last creator is uh, jo- Joshua Jake, who's out here helping us run up this media company. He designed our studio. Um, one of the smartest guys I've ever met when it comes to researching stuff. So that, that's down. our dream team. Hands down. He's yeah. got two first names. Joshua mm-hmm. I like Jake. I like him already. Sounds like a him. sick team. I met him in Miami. We, sh- we went out one night. We shared a hookah. And I told, I showed him, I showed him that business letter that I that I wrote to my now one of my now business partners, and I showed him that, and he was like, "Yep, I'm in." <laughs> he's like, hmm. he's like, you don't want to know how this is gonna work? He's like, nope. He's like, <laughs> nice. I'm I'm down. And then a month later, he moved from San Diego to Orlando. I remember, wow. and we're building out the studio. We were in in yeah. my hotel room in Miami at 4 a.m. I was I was writing a diss track to somebody. Hmm. That uh, I was feuding with at the time. He's a, he's crypto diss track. Yeah, crypto, yeah, crypto diss track. That's on SoundCloud. You want to look it up? Yeah. Pull uh, it up. Pull up. Pull it up. Oh, it might, be, might, be might be copyrighted. Hmm. Pull up case. the SoundCloud. Um, I'll dispute yeah, it. So this was at 4 a.m. <laughs> 4 a.m. In, in Miami, and Josh was there hyping me up. He was drunk as hell. Ended up getting food poisoning. We had to like drag him at, into the car. We got Cuban food in the morning. Dude was like vomiting on the side of the road. Mm. Uh, from like this horrible Ooh. bug, oh, yeah. So bad. Where where where'd you get it? Oh god, they went to some fucking food truck. I stayed at the hotel. I was pooped. I in was Miami. Yeah, this was for Bitcoin twenty twenty one. Okay. Yeah, we, we hit a lot of spots in Miami. It was a good time. Miami was, is like the the crypto capital of the world. 
I was there in 2019 when they unveiled the Bitcoin Center in Miami. The mayor cut. Yeah. I was right next to the mayor. I have a video of him cutting the rope, and I knew from that point <laughs> you were right next to him. Mm-hmm, I took like 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 from me and the guy back there with the cameras. Um, that's how far it was. It was like that moment I knew Miami was going to be on the spot. There was no going back. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy shit. Dude, I just saw a video the other day of this dude in Miami. He looks like a young guy, and he's owns. He was like walking through his house. He owns some house on the water, and it's just full of NFTs everywhere. <laughs> Makes sense. You know who I'm I talking saw about? That. His sense. name's like Pierre. He's like a French guy. Is he on Twitter? I think I might have seen a, yeah, a he's clip on Twitter. From, from from his house on Twitter. It was on uh, it was on Vice's YouTube channel. It was a it was a clip from Vice on Twitter. Someone had retweeted. Okay, I saw the dude. Miami is like the golden like crypto kingdom. I don't know. <clears throat> it's crazy. Yeah. My favorite artist is down there. You know who? Uh, his name is Sergey. Um, you know, he's got uh, a lot of like Bitcoin artwork. I saw him in 2018. First mm-hmm. crypto conference I went to, nobody was there. 2018. Mm-hmm. Same conference hall in 2021. Were you, the, were you at the one in Miami down there in 2018? Blockchain shift? No, it was North American Bitcoin conference. That was a different one. Yeah, there's too many conferences. Have you ever bought there's anything so on uh, Silk Road? No, but I did meet Ross Ulbricht's mom. Yeah, like, I had her on here too. Yeah, she was a very nice woman, very and nice I, I'd woman. love to reconnect with her because we were on Skype, and I was like trying to, you know, help her out. And but I was I was like seventeen, so I didn't have shit. But now yeah. I have a platform, you know. And she's she just wants her son home. And isn't it crazy the, the sentence that kid got? They made an example quadruple the sentence of El Chapo. Ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. Or double double El Chapo sentence. Yeah. Something something insane. It's just it's a little sad, man. You know. But these, this is what happens when you have when you have people who are kind of figureheads, uh, and they want to crack down on it, you know. The kingpin charge, yeah, for some kid that just created some eBay for crypto, crypto eBay. It it goes back to that whole like unintended consequences of what you're building, yeah. And then people start using it for nefarious acts, and you're like, but it's with everything, you know. It's like people are like, oh, cryptocurrency, like isn't that. You know what people use to buy drugs. I remember somebody told me that at a bar one time. And it was a buddy of mine. I was like, "Bro, you, you smoke pot, right?" He's like, "Yeah." It's like, "What'd you pay your dealer in?" It's like cash. I'm like, yeah, the cash is used <laughs> for nefarious things, like mm-hmm. any medium of exchange is. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's 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 ridiculous. The same thing happened with you. You know um, who Burner is? Yes, he's uh, the yeah he's the guy like the drug dealer to the Burner. He's guy. The cookies guy. Cookies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So luckily he was rich enough at the time and probably connected enough, but he had like an absolute fiasco of a launch of some social network that he launched, and it was like the social network without censorship. And the whole thing like immediately blew up, and he was probably facing the same sort of charges because now he had this like free social network with no moderation. And immediately was like drugs, sex trafficking, oh, like, yeah. just like the worst of the worst. Type Nazi stuff. memes. Not, yeah, all that. Hmm. And it was it, like he got out of it, but like he, he probably would have been facing a lot of the stuff. That, that's so, that's so crazy though. I mean, yeah. that's the craziest thing that, that you make these people responsible for the users of the platform. Right. Well, like, you know, they walked so that we could run. They, they did the hard things, you know, even like Charlie Shrem. You know, yeah. this is another example of that. Here. Shout out Charlie Shrum. Yeah. Like, these are the innovators that, you know, have paid the price for innovating, in my opinion. Uh, no, what happened no, to Charlie Shrem? 
He lives in Sarasota. Yeah, yeah, awesome guy. Yeah, he's a cool guy. Uh, he was like one of the first crypto exchanges in the world. Yeah. Uh, and they ended up doing like crazy volume. And because of like, I think it was because of the Silk Road stuff. This was years ago. I, I, I was before my time. I was like 12. Um, <clears throat> they got him on a money transfer, not having a money transfer license. Yeah. It was something like that. And it was over something, something ridiculous that he... You know, when it was brought to his attention, he took action too. Like there was no reason for him to get pinched like that. It was it was completely messed up, and it was it was, and th- then obviously, like I mean, you're you're at th- at that was at a time where it was like the equivalent of trading like tokens on on a video game. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and they're like, well, you don't have a money transfer license, so jail. <laughs> like, like uh, how long did he spend in jail? Do you know? I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm not. It wasn't that long. I think oh. it got out like pretty quickly. Okay. But it was still like. They made a whole you know, documentary about it. I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's been years since I like researched his case, but yeah. uh, we've had a few interactions briefly. But he's um, definitely. I would. I would consider. He's absolutely a crypto OG. Yeah. You yeah. know, like when you talk about like crypto OGs, like Charlie Schramm, Eric Voorhees, like a lot of those guys. Michael Voss twins, man. Yeah. You know, you, they, know. you know, Mark Zuckerberg made off with his bag, but they uh, they got theirs too, man. Yeah, yeah, like these are these are these are. Yeah, like, their story is crazy, right? They were they like were the in like Mallorca or Ibiza or something when they learned about uh, yeah. Bitcoin or something, and they, they had just got paid their first billion dollars, and they put all of it into crypto. Yeah, absolutely wild. Imagine if it went the other way, you know? Fuck. They'd probably be serving us fries at the drive-through. Yeah, but I mean, hey, man, that's, that's like, the crazy thing about it, though. I mean, like, like the, you don't know where it's gonna go, and you set like it's like. You buy an NFT today for $100,000. It could be worth $150,000 tomorrow. And then you sell it and make fifty grand. but then two weeks later, it's worth a fucking million dollars. And then you'd be like, God damn it. But are Eviction. you mad? You yeah, still made kind money. of. Still <laughs> made money. Yeah, but you're still mad. <laughs> but like, you just got to find the next one. Yeah. It comes down to conviction. So though. many That's, opportunities. Like, it, it's just like betting. Yeah. It's just yeah, like sports a lot, betting. There's well, a lot everything to in it. life is a bet. There's a lot to that. Yeah. Somebody asked me in my comment section, you know, do you gamble? We have a story yeah. about that, but uh, and I'm like, no, <laughs> you don't. I'm gamble. like, no, I don't gamble. I gamble for a living. Yeah. <laughs> you just mm. have to have the conviction and belief in this technology and the projects that you choose. Yeah. And so that's really what it is. Like you have to. Believe. You got to stick to it. You can't just dip your toe in and expect to win. I mean, you can. I mean, you can dollar cost average into Bitcoin and have your nice, you know, two three x gains over time. However, you want to do that. In my opinion, no financial advice. I always got to say that. Um, no, you don't. I'd like to say it. I'd like to say it. I've told you this too. Like everybody's t- hung up on like financial advice and like. I don't so want to sound creators. like a dick. Someone's going to yeah. Everybody so creators says, go. This is not financial advice, and like give a whole disclaimer. What are they worried about? So so it's it's one. You only have to worry about that if you are an actual financial advisor and you're registered. And two, if you're blanketing it on media to people, it doesn't matter. You could you can literally tell people buy Bitcoin. That's it. Like, but if you're telling it to a blanketed audience and it's not personalized to a single person, it's not financial advice. I think it's just one of those things where like they saw somebody do it and then everyone just copied everybody them. does it. They don't, they don't know it. why they do it's it. It's my they biggest do. pet peeve. Well, also, it's <laughs> like you, you don't want to be that guy, you know, that's like this cryptocurrency is going to this price mm-hmm. and it's going to happen. And I'm certain of this. I have my insight sources. I this and that. And it doesn't happen. And you look like a jackass in front of everybody. Because, is that what like, Richard Hart does? No. Okay. But, uh, you know, this is just like some of the some of the stuff in the crypto scene, like, you know, like everyone's always talking about going to the moon and this and that. I like to like I said before, bringing it back. I like to do realistic 
outcomes and expectations because it's not all sunshine and roses. You know, it's not a rose garden for y'all. It's really, it's trial by fire, dude. You're going to come in here. You're going to get your ass handed to you probably, but it's the only way you're going to learn. It's the price of your education. Too many people try to jump in and just want to get rich overnight. And it's Mm -hmm. like, you know, I have have buddies who like come to me and they're like, I want to trade NFTs. And I'm like, you should not be trading NFTs. No. Like start, start with like, Small investments. Dude, you can make, but if you ha- if you have the money to buy one of those apes, you can make so much money flipping them. So the way pretty I- much every single ape that's for sale, you can look at it was it was bought twenty days earlier for like fifty grand less. Well, you don't even need yeah. that much money. You can that's flip true. NFTs for a couple hundred bucks, man. You There's know, like so much, pull up the so Invisible many. Friends, like the Invisible Friends right now. Uh-huh. Huge. I think it's going to be a blue chip right off the bat. Really? I was looking today uh, to get whitelist on OpenSea. Uh, just look up Invisible Friends NFT. It's not okay. out yet. Okay. Oh, it's you can, not out yet. You can yeah. tell when these NFTs are coming and when they're going to do well. Mm. Just by just by like being in the space, you'll know. The Invisible Friends, I think, are, yeah, seven to nine Ethereum floor price when they drop. Really? Seven to nine. Seven to nine Ethereum. Oh, those are kind of cool looking. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Seven to nine ETH is that's my prediction. That's super dope. Are, are they animated like this? Yeah. Are you whitelisted? Oh, no. I, so you can actually get whitelisted if you buy... Um, Those are sick. You have to have four NFTs from the previous collections of this artist. Mm. And it costs, and it's like uh, $28,000. So I'm sitting here, I'm looking right now, and I'm like, do I want to spend twenty eight grand to get, a, you know, to, to, get make, whitelisted. to get whitelisted? But, like, dude, the rare ones of these? Holy shit. I mean, so if you get whitelisted, you buy four of his previous NFTs, you get one of these for free? No, you get the opportunity to pay for the one. Opportunity to buy and they're going to start at what? Oh, I don't know what the price is for these. Uh, I was looking at them this morning. They're not, like, overly expensive. They're dope. If, if all of them are animated, like these rotating, like these looping GIFs, that yep. would be super sick. Yeah. Oh, really? Uh-huh. And, like, dude, it's impossible to get one. You'll, you, the public sale will be over in a quarter of a second, and it's going to go to the people who pay 30 grand in gas it's like fees. like the, the hate beast. <gasps> Thirty grand in gas fees. It's front running each other. You're whoever's got the most money to yeah. burn wins. Whoa! You basically a front yeah. run competition. These things. That's I want you crazy. to go back and look at them. Seven to nine ETH is my is my thoughts. It's like uh, hate beasts. Yeah. Hate beast drop seven to nine ETH floor instantly. Everybody knew it, and everybody was trying to get in on that whitelist, and they couldn't. No. What are those worth? Seven to nine. I think, yeah, about there. Uh, Well, they started at six. They got to seven pretty quickly. Uh, And that was uncommon for an NFT project like that. Usually after reveal, the floor prices tank, but they they still To give you an idea, their their Discord, I think, had 400,000. It was like 400,000 people in their Discord. That's four times the size of ours. Yeah. For one project. Right. That's not even out, by the way. Oh my and God. only 8,000 items? Yeah. So you had 400,000 com- people competing for 8,000 items. And My friend bought a couple of yeah. those, uh, the... Um, the the serums the, you know the like the beaker with the oh shit yeah. like four days ago for on Friday I think it was he bought them he bought one of them for sixteen ETH the other oh. one for like twenty five ETH now the one he bought for sixteen ETH four days later is for selling for th- like thirty one ETH oh I thought you were talking about the M three serum no 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 the M one he bought oh, okay. the he bought two M ones and two M twos and they're both double what he paid for four days ago yeah it's because yeah. the mutant that's apes crazy. Are crazy yeah. Yeah, the mutant apes. I had an opportunity to buy a mutant ape for three ETH. Yeah, I was with Alex. Same. In we were New we York were together City. in the car. We were in the car. We, you, and Alex, and that Jamaican yeah. guy who was like talking about oh, God. Man. And Alex was just not shutting up. <laughs> we had one friend who's like, 
definitely a bleeding atheist, and then our our cab driver. We're in who, Little Haiti, by we're the way. In, yeah, we're in little, like little, little, little Haiti. Haiti. Cab driver who is like full on about Jesus. Yeah, and they just and they were having a they were having a podcast. Yeah, they were chopping Cute. it up, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he's like, you know, as he's speeding away, he's like, he's like, he's talking to me because my I was buddy's the last never one. been to New York before. I'm like, no. bro. I was like, I'm not trying to get killed on the way to dinner. Like, <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> Dude. Oh, it's so fucking funny. Uh, yeah, he was Dude, like, New York's a wild place like that. Yeah, man. It is. We had some fun times up there. Give him the gift of Jesus. That yeah. was the last time I saw him. Gone. Mm. You know? Wow. Painful. We've had some good times, man. Like, you know, um, we, we do a lot of traveling. We're going to Vegas soon. For another yep. thing we're doing. And, and then, then we got um, NFTLA. We have Coindesk and Consensus. Yeah, we're partnered with Coindesk. Do you, uh, do you spend any time in the in the VR metaverse? Yeah. So, you know, I just bought an Oculus. And so did you. Yeah. We both have Oculus now. Right there. Makes me sick. Makes me sick. Really? Uh, well, my oh, tummy hurts. Do you have Beat Saber there. on there? Yeah. Oh, it's the best game. That's Beat the Saber's only game I can play with that. The yeah. Star Wars game is badass. Star too. Wars is really good. I almost threw up. The from fucking that lightsaber really is so. It, it's like. it. Yeah. It's incredible, dude. Yeah. It, you oh. feel it in your hand. You're like fucking killing, so the, killing the robots so and shit. What about Creed? Have you, have you downloaded Creed? It's no. a boxing. It's with like. Oh, no. And you got like Sylvester Stallone in, in there as like really? your coach. Yeah. And you just. That's it's sick. Great. Yeah. I got to get that one. Yeah. It's good. You know, I have an interesting story about kind of the metaverse stuff. So there's this guy on TikTok I follow. A lot of people spend a lot of time in that, like yeah. every single day, hanging out in there. You already you're already online chronically, like most people. Like you're scrolling Twitter when you're right. taking a deuce, whatever you're doing this and that. But like our lives are almost. I spend more time online than I do in person, and the metaverse is a natural extension of that. Well, we the Fortnite, you know Fortnite, the big concert. Yeah, we play all the time. Marshmallow and the the Travis Scott. Fortnite is a glimpse into what will be the norm in a couple decades, if not sooner than that. Probably those sooner. emotes that you buy and the outfits that are like NFTs, kind of. Except every, everybody can buy them. Exactly. Not, right. Exactly. But like, you know, the the Fortnite concept is more than a game. It's it's like this live event service. Like you can have these things in there, and your everything is. There's some paywalls to it, but it's still pretty cool. And I think that's kind of like what we're going into. I'm, uh, you know, I'm very, it's interesting companies are looking into this. The guy I follow on TikTok, he has a, a school in the metaverse in Sandbox. And you can get into his school, his NFT school, by purchasing a virtual jacket that you can wear in the metaverse. Um, I forget his name, damn it. But he, he had a Pepsi executive in his school who bought one of his jackets. A Pepsi like executive at Pepsi. Oh god, he's probably he's probably a fucking pedophile. <laughs> it's like you hear, the, you hear the story about the guy from PlayStation. What? Do you hear the story about the guy no. who works at PlayStation? No. Holy fuck, bro! He uh, he was on Grinder trying to get like a a fifteen year old boy to come to his house. Kid Ooh. went to his house, freaking videotaped the whole thing. The guy went down hard. Find that article. Holy about shit, mm, that got dark fucking ped- quick. Pedophile, yeah. the pedophile executive at PlayStation. From PlayStation, dude. Some of those people are fucked. Jesus That's why I'm an Xbox guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just bought a PS5. I've never had any, you know, PS5. Sh- I had. Uh, a, I just gave you? him my 360. You know, like I, I literally like. All right, wait. Why'd you give that? me the 360? <laughs> so you could play Guitar Hero. <laughs> Most flame game ever made. Yeah, <laughs> you should see this man shred. Oh, yeah. God. Guitar Hero. Got Guitar Hero three five. That's what we do in the office when when 
Yeah, when there's some downtime, rip yeah. some Guitar Hero. Hell rip yeah. something Nothing else, better. you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's a good time. It's a good time in there. Yeah. So, what is the sandbox? What is that sandbox? Like, so, can you explain what sandbox is? There's a few metaverses. Sandbox. Think of sandbox like Minecraft metaverse, uh-huh. right? Like yeah, that's, that's the easiest way, to, way to think about it. Minecraft uh, metaverse. Yeah. Okay. So, like everything's blocky, and you can have like plots of land, and you can build shit in there too. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a, an early investor into Victoria VR. Have you heard of that one? Mm-mm. It's a metaverse company. Uh, they're doing some pretty cool stuff. They just had their land sale going on. And Victoria VR, like that was the last big metaverse project to blow up. That was insane. That was some good returns on that one. Um, but uh, yeah, so that was like my, my biggest metaverse bag. There's also, of course, like Decentraland uh, and a few other places, like other metaverses. And a lot of them are sort of, we, we actually interviewed Network, which, you know, is another yeah. metaverse company before the, any of this happened. It was like a, our first, one of our first interviews. Network. Yeah. I had the opportunity to buy $30,000 of, of metaverse land. And I was like, this is weird. I don't know if I want to commit 30K to this. I, you know, I should have done it because it ended up selling for like 10X. Mm. Those are painful ones. $300,000 for some property in the metaverse. Yeah, something like that. Man, you know, it's, it's just. Do you own any digital, any metaverse real estate now? I do. Really? Uh, I bought some plot, I bought a (sighs) plot of land in Nebraska, two plots of land in Nebraska uh, in this thing called Eartha. And Earth is like, you know, think of it like an alternate reality where Earth has been through this terrible disaster. And it's a game, and you can have resources in your tiles. I got jack shit, because what the fuck is in Nebraska? Like, mm-hmm. get the fuck out of here. I, I, bought, I bought the premium shit, and you gave me Nebraska. How much did you pay for it? Oh, I think I paid like a grand for the two. Wow. Uh, I'm not sure how much I could flip it for right now. Uh, I, should, I should check, because I also invested into the coin, and they, they did really well, too. That was like another big project. Um but uh, I made some money from the coin, and I think I could sell my land for at least what I paid for it. <laughs> Maybe more. That's Sick. insane. This yeah. is an article about the PlayStation guy, former Sony PlayStation exec under investigation after appearing in a pedo sting video. Yeah, so the kid was trying to sting. The, the logo. And he was Damn, wearing that's so fucked up. If you watch the video, he literally opens the door, the front door of his house. He's wearing that. He's, like, in his boxers and a Dude. PS5 shirt. Oh, yeah, here's the video. I mean, he Turn does. the volume down. He, looks, he sort of looks like the type. I'm not going to be yeah. too much of a dick. Just fast forward through all this bullshit. This is probably going to be like... This B-roll. There you go. There you go. Keep going. Oh, my God. Keep going. Holy shit. This isn't it. This isn't it. I don't know what the fuck all this is. A lot of B-roll. This is a bunch of bullshit. This is not even it. I thought they had the fucking cops like a Chris Hansen type shit. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. That's that's crazy, man. Yeah. Well, Patrick Bateman type. Yeah. Well, thanks for doing this, guys. Thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah. Man, it was a pleasure. We got yeah. deep. Yeah. We yeah. went deep. Yeah, we did. There's what, a lot to cover. Tell uh, tell everyone uh, listening and watching where they can find your guys' websites, your guys' social media, all that, all that jazz. Kryptonite.io. That would yeah. be the website. Check us out, Kryptonite.io. You know, on TikTok at the Blockchain Boy, uh, all of our Kryptonite creators can be found through our website. Uh, come join our Discord community. Hang out with us. We're about to relaunch uh, some of the stuff. Working on some educational, free educational resources. I got my my man Diego working on that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this was great. I've you know, I've been a fan of the podcast for a while. Like really? I said, thanks, yeah, man. yeah, yeah since you were working coming. like with Ben in the original. Uh, oh yeah, stuff. that's how you originally Shit. found it. Yeah, because I was like in high school. I was like, like most people a big <laughs> yeah. a big like real estate. I love real estate too. I want to get a lot of people that. love real estate. So a lot of people are attracted to rich people online. 
Yeah. Well, <laughs> I would say it's it's not about that. It's just about. It like, is about that though. It is a lot of people. A lot of people they're attracted to uh, wealthy type people who show it and they make social media accounts yeah. and then it's people just you're attracted to it because that's what you want. You know, you he want was Dan, a character. Dan that's why. Oh yeah, he was. Well. Yeah. Right. Yep, absolutely. Everybody wanted to be Dan B. Yep. Yeah. He did it. He did it right, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> then he mic dropped him and was he like, just I'm wasn't out. The same. <laughs> <laughs> Stop posting. <laughs> yeah, but I, I followed He went you to, to school the, like the 20 minutes from here. He went to uh, really? Admiral Farragut, the high school he went to. Yeah, he really? got kicked uh, out for bringing a gun to school. Yeah, I could see that. Wow. <laughs> that makes total sense. Wow. Yeah, he like pulled up in his car and like pulled his uh, AK out of his trunk and he was like showing it off to somebody. Oh my God. And I guess he didn't know it was. Illegal, he didn't intend so. on doing anything bad. I think he was just showing it off. Yeah. And then he got kicked out. Wild. Wild. Good times. Well, thanks thanks for having yeah, us, man. man. This has been <laughs> cool. So it's our first real podcast appearance. So Is it really? Pop the oh, cherry yeah. with you guys. Well, I'm man. honored. I'm honored to pop the yeah. cherry. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, you got to come back. Anytime. Love to. For Anytime sure. you guys want to talk crypto. Yeah. Hell yeah. We can yeah. do dedicated stuff too. Like I just this was a general overview. I could talk for hours until your yeah. face is blue. Fuck yeah. <laughs> we'll do it. All right. Well cool. Thanks boys. I appreciate it. Thanks, Thanks guys. guys.